So not too long ago, I held this workshop at WPPI where I gave my top 30 creative strategies to get photography clients as fast as possible without paid ads. And it killed it. It sold out. It was incredible. I've been sitting on it for a little while and I've decided to bring it back, to bring it back and to give it directly to you. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to pay anything either. I just want to help you grow your business each day for three days. I'm going to share with you 10 ultra unique creative ways to attract dream clients to your photography business without spending a bunch of money. I'm calling this thing the three day client blitz and it is pure gold for three days. I'm going to give you so many creative ideas to get clients in your business right now. Just go to sixfigurephotography.com forward slash blitz six S I X six figure your photography.com forward slash blitz b l i t z i can't wait to give you some incredible ideas you're listening to the six figure photography podcast where we teach you how to grow your photography business if you need the show notes or want to check out the latest blog post visit sixfigurephotography.com now here's your host ben hartley Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode seven of the Six Figure Photography Podcast. My name is Ben Hartley, and I am super freaking stoked to talk about today because today is something that I'm incredibly passionate about, and I think I think today is going to give you guys a ton of very actionable steps to apply to your wedding photography business. Here's the, here's what happens, you guys. I get emails all the time. I post a picture on Facebook. I put a picture online and I get emails that say, that say, Ben, Stown Story Creative. My gosh, you guys are so lucky. You're so lucky that, that you had the perfect lighting setup right here. You're so lucky that the bride was willing to get her makeup done in the most gorgeous uh, location where the lighting was just flawless. Uh, ben, you guys are so lucky that you, you were able to go out during sunset and capture those amazing pictures. You guys are so lucky that you had a bridal party that really liked you and was willing to work with you. And I want to just, every time I see that, every damn time I see that, you guys, we are not lucky. We are not lucky. It takes effort. These are things that we are doing to take charge on the wedding day. If you don't take charge on the wedding day, things don't just happen. These shots don't just fall onto our lap. Okay, and so I want to talk about the top 20 things that we do and that you can do to take charge on the wedding day and get the photographs, get the shots, capture the memory, create the experience and separate yourself uh, apart from every other photographer and just blow your client away. And not only blow your client away, but enjoy the day so much more because things will now start to go your way. Okay, and so we're going to jump right in on this. Number one on my list is earn the respect of peers. This is going out to my videography bros out there. So um, I am always sizing up the videographer. If, if my team is not also doing video and I arrive as the photographer and I hear that there's a videographer, I'm always sizing them up. And I'm just, I'm just seeing, I'm seeing if they've earned my respect, uh, if, I, if I actually need to, to to play well with you. Um, and I mean it because here's the deal. If I show up on the wedding day and the videographer there is hand holding, um, you know, some handicam and there's a lot of hands there hand holding some handicam, you know, and they're wearing their like cargo pants with their non-slip shoes, uh, and a t-shirt. Um, I'm sorry, I'm not going to get out of your way. I'm going to get what 
what I need to get. I'm going to capture the moments that I need to capture because I know if I even give you the space, you're going to waste it. You will. You'll just waste it. And so why? And and half the and not even half the time. Most of the time, you don't even care. You don't even want the shots, right? I'm like rushing in. The br- the bride's mom walks in the room and she's giving her a hug. And I rush in and I'm start shooting. And I look over my shoulder and be like, oh hey, let me make sure I'm out of your your way. You know, I'm looking out for you. I want you to get the shot. And I look over and you're like chewing on a bagel. Okay, so earn the respect of your peers. Alternatively, if I step in. And I see that there's a that there is a video crew there that just on their gear alone, I can tell that they've taken value into what they're doing. I see that they're they're actually on support gear, that they're discussing the day, that they're planning things out, they're thinking about lighting. They too are not just um, walking in the room and letting everything unfold. They're they're really considering the lighting uh, scenario of the day. They're storyboarding things. They're sequencing moments. They're connecting with the bride. The bride is connecting with them. It, when that happens, now they're on my team. I want to make sure that they get the shot. If they succeed, I succeed. And that's not how I feel about that's not how I feel about every videographer team that I have the opportunity to work with. You guys earn the respect of your peers and it will it will greatly benefit you. It will greatly, greatly benefit you. All right. Uh, on this topic, um, number two on my list just in regards to taking control on the wedding day, you guys, your appearance matters greatly. Your appearance matters greatly because it affects uh, everybody else's perception of you. Okay. When you show up wearing cargo pants, non-slip shoes and a t-shirt or just a polo, right? A black polo, you're in like solid black. Um, you are viewed as just a little bit different. You're viewed as kind of like the hired help on the day because you're dressed like the hired help on the day, okay? And that won't get you very far. Um, when when I walk in in a full suit uh, and and tie and tie, and tie clip and, and and whatever it may be, um, like there's a certain amount of respect that that commands, and people see that you care and that you're trying um, and that that you value what you're doing. Then when you're out and you need a hand, if you say, hey, could you help me real quick? Could you grab that Could you grab that, that light stand for me just for a second? I'd really appreciate it. There's some people who are gonna be rushing to help you out and they're gonna smile while doing it. Um, it just, it really matters. When you go to organize family pictures, right? You're organizing all the family and you're saying, hey, um, I need Uncle Steve over here and um, uh, Jerry, your brother, yep, slide in a little bit. People are gonna listen to you more when you look like someone that they ought to respect, okay, it really does help. And alternatively, it gets back to just earning, earning the respect of your peers, okay? When I see someone who shows up and, um, and they look fly, <laughs> like, I'm like, okay, this person gets it. They care. They care about their appearance. And, uh, and so I'm, I'm imagining they care about their product. Okay, next up, number three on the list. Right off the bat, display your relationship with the bride, to everybody else. When I walk into the room in the morning on the wedding day, I have no camera gear with me, okay? Zero camera gear, and I wanna go right up to the bride, and I just wanna give her a hug and say, oh my gosh, you look so gorgeous already. The day hasn't even begun, and this is incredible. The day's gonna be perfect. The weather outside is lovely, and I'm so excited for you. I've missed you guys, and I'm just honored to be here. I can't wait to see your husband. Um, I guess fiance still, right? And, uh, and just thanks for having me part of this day. I don't need anything from you. I just wanted to say hi. I'm going to step out and go grab all my camera gear and we're going to get into some things. And I do this. I do this so everybody else sees that the bride and I, we work a little bit differently. 
I'm not just showing up once again as the vendor, as the hired help. I'm showing up as her friend and someone who cares about her. And we're in this together, right? Now, all the bridesmaids, they, they too are on my side. They're like, oh, the photographer, he's not just some photographer, right? This is, is critical to display a relationship for everybody else to see. All right, so number four, uh, continuing on this notion, the morning is the most critical time for you and the bridal party, okay? The morning, this is when it all starts. When we're worrying about, like, I get all these emails, how do I handle a large bridal party? I've got 10 minutes to, to get the shots and no one will listen to me. It's because you wasted the morning with them. The morning is your first impression. The morning is the critical time for you to really connect with the bridal party. And so this goes with the girls, right? I want the girls to see my relationship with the bride. Um, as I'm there in the morning, I'm not shoving a camera right in their face when they don't have makeup on. I'm going to stand on the outside. I have this rule of starting wide and working my way in. When I, when I first arrive on the wedding day, I only shoot wide. In the in the as the girls are getting ready because I don't want cameras right up in people's faces. Then as makeup and hair gets further and further along, I slowly work my way in. So I start with let's say a 35 millimeter, then I go into a 50 millimeter, then I go into an 85 millimeter, and then I go into a hundred millimeter. Right now you've got a variety of focal lengths along the way, and also you're you're not right in people's faces, and so. And then another way that I like to do this is I like to show the girls that I, that I actually know what I'm doing, right? When it comes to like, when it comes to posing and making them look amazing. And so, you know, we set up, um, a, a shot with all the girls in their robes almost every wedding, you know? And during this time, I'm making sure that I'm actually getting their names. I don't just jump right in to the shot. I don't care if I don't have time, if they need to get to the bus, I'm going to take my time and I'm going to say, Hey, what's your name? I'm Ben. Hi, Alicia. Natalie, Stephanie, go, wonderful. Alicia, Natalie, Stephanie, awesome. We're going to jump into this. Here's what I want you guys to do. I want to make sure that your weight is always shifted to your back foot and that you're bending the leg that's closest to me. Oh, here, check this out. I'm going to show you real quick. Do you see these curves right here? That's what we want to show, right? So I'm showing the girls that I know what I'm doing and I want them to look their best and that I care about their name and who they are. When you do this in the morning, right off the bat, when things get crazy, right? When the shit hits the fan and everything goes to heck, <laughs> like, uh, now, now they're going to listen. Now they're on my side and they're going to work on my behalf. Same thing with the guys. When I step into the guy's room, um, I'm not just blowing it up with the camera. I'm just, I, Hey man, how's it going? Where you guys come from? Anybody out of town? Sweet. I'm just like getting a chance to connect and meet with people. Um, and just letting them off the hook. You, when you show up with a camera to the guys and they're getting ready, everyone's like, oh, man, what do we do? I don't know what to do. do I, should I look at you? And they all just start, like, leaving and, like, walking away and, like, fleeing the scene. And I just say right off the bat, you guys, just you don't have to look at me. You don't have to do anything special. Just, like, do you. Just hang out. Just do you. Just ignore me. Like, and I don't say, like, we're just going to do candids. I just want you guys to act natural. Just go ahead and talk. I just say just relax. Just ignore me. Just do you. Like, this is this is not a big deal. Right? This is not a big deal at all. Um, and I just downplay the whole thing. When you downplay the whole thing, um, and yet at the same time get some killer shots of the groom, they'll, they'll learn to respect you. And again, names. You guys refer to people by name. Try to get names down. This type of proactive action, in this way of taking charge on the day, it, it makes such a big difference. Okay, so now we've got the bridesmaids on our side. We've got the bride on our side. We've got the groomsmen on our side, okay? 
I want to talk about getting the mom and dad on board with you. Okay, at this point, we just need to gather supporters. When you now have the mom and dad on board with you, now, now during the family pictures, things are going to be uh, even smoother for you. When it comes time for, for the check to be collected, things will be smoother for you. And so what I always do is I want to foster this moment. I want to create a moment for mom and dad. I'm always encouraging doing a first look with the father. I'm always encouraging that the mom is helping get the dress on or at least uh, a bracelet or a necklace, right? Or shoes. And when they're done, let's say that the mom is just getting the shoes on, right? And she's down there and she's getting the shoes on and I'm taking pictures, da 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 the mom usually gets up and she, she starts to walk away. She starts to step aside, right? And sometimes this happens specifically with the whole shoe thing, right? Or if it's just a bracelet because the mom wasn't asked for whatever reason to help put the dress on, okay? So sometimes mom's feeling a little bit like I'm losing my daughter. She's having other people be a part of the day. I don't really feel connected to this whole thing. And, and they start to like step to the side, like behind the bridesmaids a little bit. And whenever they're done doing whatever task that they've been invited to do, I say, Mom, come back in here. I want to get a portrait with you and your daughter. Come here real quick. Pull her in real tight. Give her a hug. You guys look right into each other's eyes. Like, I want to foster these moments for the mom and, and the daughter, for the mom and the bride. And, and so often, it's during these times that there'll be, like, tears in her mom's eyes. And these photographs will be some of the bride's favorite moments. Same thing with the first look with the father. Right after the dad comes in for the first look and they have their time together, before he gets to wipe away his tears and collect himself, I ask for a photograph with him. Can I get a quick portrait with you two together? And and they both will have tears in their eyes. And it is the most beautiful photograph that you can capture on the day. And, and now, in, in the mom and dad's mind... You're on their side. You're capturing pictures that they care about. You're not just doing all these crazy artistic, you know, like um, modern, postmodern stuff. You're creating really genuine moments for also a family. Okay, let's keep going down the list. We're, we're on a number six in case you've lost track. Uh, number six on the day. You guys, we all know how to work light switches. Take charge and turn off lights. Okay. I, I am a huge, huge stickler for this. Uh, Stown Story Creative is known for its lighting, and, and we want clean lighting, okay, as much as we can. And so when we walk in and the bride's getting ready in some room and there are lamps on in the background and there's an overhead weird light and then there's a window light, um, I want to make that as clean as possible. So we're turning off lights, because it's as easy as just going around the room and turning off all the crappy yellow, green, orange lighting and positioning people with just window light. And it's crazy because sometimes the room is, is near dark. There's just one single window light and the room is near dark. But you guys know how it goes. Set your camera to 1.4. Turn your ISO up to 3200 if you need to. Shutter at 200, 125th. I don't care. And and just bring up your exposure. It might feel dark to everybody else, but in your photograph, it looks amazing. And encourage and remind the bride, you guys, these shots look so amazing. This lighting looks so amazing. Your skin tones look gorgeous. There's this bright blush in your skin, and it's so pretty. Right? Turn off lights, control the lighting situations, okay? And I, I'm going to skip over, I, I've got one a little bit later, but for whatever reason, makeup artists, they love terrible light. And I don't know why this is. <laughs> I feel like this happens all the time. I've got this gorgeous window light set up for the bride, and then the makeup artist is like, oh, 
Oh, actually, you know, in order to get the finishing touches to make this just right, I need to turn the bride around this way and to shine this really terrible canned light that's kind of spotted on her face. And that that's what I need, actually, in order to make the makeup look good. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's fine. Um, but as much as you can, here's here's my two thoughts on this. When you're when you're struggling with a makeup artist who is putting the bride in really crappy lighting, mixed lighting, spotted lighting, harsh lighting, um, split lighting, whatever it may be, they do they do it all the time. Um, every now and then, a makeup artist gets it, and they don't. But uh, here's what you do: if if the bride, if the sorry, if the makeup artist hasn't arrived yet, um, get to the bride first and say, "Hey, do you mind if I weigh in?" Here's your quote. Here's your script. Do you mind if I weigh in on where you have your makeup done at? I just want to make sure that the lighting looks perfect on you. And the bride will always say, oh, yeah, that'd be great. That'd be fantastic. And so you can weigh in and set up a space, keeping in mind that the makeup artist needs to have room for her table and all that stuff. Find a space and set it up before the makeup artist even arrives. And as soon as the makeup artist arrives, the bride will actually speak on your behalf. Hey, I'd like to have my makeup done over here because I don't want green shitty lighting. <laughs> she'll, I mean, she may not use those words, but you know what I mean? Um, she'll speak on your behalf. Okay, so... So that's what you can do if the makeup artist hasn't arrived yet. Now, what do you do if the makeup artist um, is already there and she's halfway through makeup, right? It's really not the greatest move to be like, hey, can can we move everything? Um, as much as I can, I'll try to control things in that environment. Sometimes I may ask, hey, is it gonna is it going to mess you up too much if we turn off this uh, kitchen light over here? I may say that. Um, but what I usually will do is, um, I'll say, hey, real quick, before we do the finishing touches, your lipstick, some of the final touches on your eyeshadow, or whatever it may be, do you mind if we move over to better lighting where you won't look so green? <laughs> where things won't be so harsh, just for the finishing touches. And the bride, uh, of course, will say, oh, yeah, I don't want to look green. Yeah, that, that would be great. Um, and at that point, then, it's just the final touches to the makeup, right? Makeup artists can do, can do everything else, all the foundation, all the hard work. And then we just go over, and I have, a, I have a chair already set up, and we sit the bride down, and we just do the finishing touches, okay? Do not capture all of your makeup stuff in terrible lighting. Next up, number eight on our list is, is be the expert. Look, be the expert on the wedding day whenever you have an opportunity to. We've already shown a few ways that you're going to be the expert. One is by showing the bride that you care about the lighting for the makeup. The second is um, uh, by, uh, but well, by by showing up and and wearing wearing clothing that bridal party or guests would wear, not cargo pants. The next thing that you've done to, to show that you're the expert is you've you've displayed and showed the the bridesmaids that you know how to make them look their best. And so uh, other situations that it really helps to show that you're the expert um, is, uh, this happens all the time, brides, they always have like two pairs of earrings and they don't know which one. I weigh in on that. Hey, do you mind if I take a look? How are you going to wear your hair up? Is it up or down? Oh, okay, nice. So it's going to go up. I think then the dangling ones would actually be kind of nice. Uh, or whatever it may be. Have opinions on these type of like design and style choices, these things that are just about taste, right? Have opinions on these things, okay? When it comes to uh, when it comes to the first look, I tell we I tell our brides and I'm sure the bridal party here is, "Hey, we're going to be doing the first look here in the next hour. You don't need to worry about a thing. I've got it all covered." 
I'm going to go up ahead and have everything set up. I'm going to make sure you two don't see each other. I'm going to find a perfect location and I'm going to explain it all to both you and your, your soon to be husband. Okay. I've got it all covered. All right. So, uh, at all times, we are showing that we are the expert. And again, it's just earning the respect of everybody around us, okay? This will help to avoid the situations when you get like the uh, the mom or the bridesmaid that walks up to you and is like, oh, have you have you actually taken a picture um, of, of the dress yet? You should take a picture of the dress over here um, laying across uh, this bed right here. You should do this. I just uh, – I, I want <laughs> I want our bridal party and our family to just trust us to do our thing and to not feel like they're always having to like, you know, make sure we got some shot or whatever. Um, OK, cool. Next up on our list. Um, oh, this is another one. Um, number nine really actually relates to number eight. W- one thing that you can do – that will really help on the wedding day. This will help to show that you're the expert. It will help to show that you care and it will help the bride to trust you more and more is you simply ask her, hey, before we get started with photographs, with the way that your hair parts, do you have a preferred side that you prefer to be to be seen as? And the key word here is with the way that your hair parts. It's, it's letting them off the hook because, to be honest, sometimes it is with the way the hair parts, but sometimes they just might not like one side of the face. Maybe they have a pimple over there or a mole or a blemish or whatever it may be, but they don't want to refer to that as the reason why they don't like that side. And so it gives them an excuse to say with the way that their hair parts, right? So you say, hey, with the, hair, with the way that your hair parts, do you have a preferred side? And the bride say, oh, uh, actually my left side, this side over here. I'm like, Lovely. Perfect. Let's just make sure then as we go throughout the day, we keep you on this side of your man. Okay. And do that consistently do that reminder. Hey, let's bring you on this side. Let's bring you in this side. And it will show you, it will show her rather that, that you care and that you're, you're paying attention to the little things. And so this number 10, number 10 on our list is this line, say this line often and do these little things, right? Uh, quite often on the wedding day. I will go over and I'll say, hey, I'm just going to adjust your hair real quick. And I'll pull a strand of her hair back, whether or not it actually needed to be fixed. Did you get that? Whether or not her hair actually needed fixed, I will walk over to her and I will fix her hair. And I'm going to say, perfect. That's lovely. It's, It's just the little things. You guys, say that line. It's the little things. That line right there is telling the bride that you are paying attention to details that you care and that she should trust you. And this will have great effect on the rest of the day. When the bride trusts you, the bridal party trusts you, you have more opportunities to go do more things. You have more opportunities. Now, when it comes time for sunset and and you've set the stage already in the morning in all these little ways, and then you go up to the bride and you say, can we step outside? It's this gorgeous sunset. We have about five to 10 minutes and I would love to capture it with you. It's going to be amazing. The bride trusts you that it's going to be amazing and will be much more willing to go out there with you. And now she likes you and she enjoys spending time with you. They're going to make it happen. Okay. Remember that line. It's the little things. We want our brides to, to remember why they spent all this money on hiring us and not anybody else. When the bride is, is getting her dress on in a specific space, we're rearranging that room. I'm moving couches. I'm taking ugly paintings off the wall. I'm turning off lights. I'm cleaning up 
uh, Panera bread bags. That's the obvious one. But I'm moving everything in the room. By the time our rooms are ready for the bride to get her dress on, usually like everything in the room is entirely cluttered off to one side. And then there's this big, open, gorgeous space. And I will say this. It's the little things. I want these pictures to look amazing and not cluttered. It's the little things. Okay? That line right there, when you, when you can convey that uh, and, and take charge in that way, whew, it, will, it will greatly help you on the day. Okay, number 11 is, is really a summary, but it's just grow supporters. Grow supporters. You, by the end of the wedding day, you should have like 35 assistants, personal assistants that are willing to act on your behalf. Okay? At this point, all the bridesmaids should be like, yes, what can I do for you? Because they see what you're doing and they see the bride's eyes light up when you do it and they want that too. And they're excited because they never get to see a a, a wedding photographer do this type of thing, right? The groom, the groomsman, the mom and dad are on your behalf. But now even when I walk into a salon, a salon in the morning, when I walk into the reception hall, I am, I am always looking to, to win favor with whoever owns that space, with whoever I feel like is the gatekeeper, so to speak. And so maybe it's as easy as a smile. Uh, thanks for having us in. I love your shoes. This looks amazing. I'll give you a great example of this. We walked into a salon in the morning. And, and I'll go ahead and call this gatekeeper, uh, whatever, Sue, some girl who is uh, standing at the front there, welcoming people right at the front desk. And she had a cute dress on, and I acknowledged it. I said, hey, I really like your dress. Um, and of course, you know, she said, ah, thanks, yeah. And we went about and we did our thing. And then, and then later came a time when I wanted to get this shoe shot, but I wanted a, this gorgeous reflective glass table outside uh, because I'm needy and I had a great vision. Um, and I went uh, to, to go take this glass table outside, um, and I knew this was going to be a stretch. You know, it was in the waiting room. There's a bunch of stuff on it. <laughs> it looked like I was going to be stealing the thing. But I just went up to the gatekeeper. I went up to the girl with the pretty dress, and I said, hey, I've got this great idea for a shot outside. I think it would be really pretty. Do you mind if I bring this glass table outside for a minute? And she was just so warm welcoming of, of course, yeah, you could totally do that. Um, and I like to think, yes, maybe she would have let me take it out either way. Maybe she would have, but I'd like to think that being, being kind and generous and, uh, and encouraging to people, it helps to win favor. It helps you in these influential moments when you need something, um, you, you need to be able to, to look to these people for favors, right? Um, same thing with the, the reception hall, the caterer, right? I'm always trying to warm up to the caterer and make sure that they know, hey, we're going to be on it. Whatever happens tonight, we got it covered. We're going to make sure that the hall is decorated perfectly. It looks amazing, and I'm so excited that we get to be here and document this for everyone. Could I get your card? Could I get your email address so I can send you these pictures when we're done? Okay? We say this when we, as soon as we walk in. And then, you know, in a half hour when dinner is about ready to be served and I'm looking around for my table or for, for my meal or where I'm going to eat and I'm really freaking hungry – do you know what's super easy to do? Walk back over to that same caterer and be like, hey, how's it going? I just wanted to just check in with you real quick and, and see um, where we were going to be having our meals at. You better believe that they're on it and that they care about you and they're going to make sure that you're taken care of, okay? So grow supporters on the day. When you take charge in this way, it's going to greatly help you. Okay, n- number 12 on our list. Whew, this is just a massive rant right here. Number 12 on our, on our list is take the stage, okay? Take the stage. What we do on the day, 
um, there's a, there's a certain aspect of it that is a performance. You know, there's a certain aspect of what we do that is, that is entertainment. Um, and, and then it's just, maybe it's not so much even entertainment, but it's just showing the couple that you care. It's showing them that you're getting the shots and that you're going the extra mile. Okay. Uh, this is the same thing with respecting of peers. There's times where I will intentionally go around the, the videographer or do one of those really dramatic ducks, right, right in front of them to make sure that they see that I, that I care. To me, that's taking the stage. I'm, I'm over amplifying my effort to show them that I care. Sometimes just to do it, uh, I'll get really, really low. I'll lay on the ground to get a shot. Sometimes I'll go climb on top of something on a fence or on a, in a tree just to really show that I want to get the shot, that I, that I care. It's the little things and that I want to take it that extra step. Okay. Take the stage and, and, and be inviting and warm and, and make sure that everybody feels that. And, and a lot of ways too, when you're talking about the entire bridal party, uh, if you stop talking, um, everybody starts getting really nervous and nobody knows what to do. Hey, and they'll start talking to you. They'd be like, Hey, Mr. Photographer, dude, should we be smiling? What do I do with my hands? Are we, are we taking pictures? Yet? Am I looking at you? Are we looking off to the side? Is this not a smile? Are we not smiling? And they'll start talking because they don't know what to do and they're, and they're nervous. Take the stage and, and banter and talk with them and encourage them. Let them know, hey, you guys, I'm just going to get my lighting set up real quick. Everybody can relax. For the first shot that we're going to do, we're actually not going to smile. I know, crazy. Um, cool, just chill right there for one second. I'm almost ready. Perfect. I got it. Okay. Everybody look right here. No smiles. This is not a wedding. There's no reason for us to be smiling. And at that point, of course, you know, they, they light up or they laugh or they think you're dumb, whatever it may be, but you, you have to take the stage, command their attention, um, and, and perform. Okay. Whew. Number 13, number 13 for taking charge on the wedding day is never show a picture. And this is a this is a simple thing. And a lot of these things, by the way, are very simple things. They're very small things. And in some ways, they don't even feel like initiative based things. They don't even feel like you're taking charge, but it's setting you up uh, for success on so many levels. And so let's talk about never showing a picture. I, I, I take these awesome shots all the time and it could be the greatest picture in the world. And the bride's like, oh my gosh, let me see it. Let me see it. You're so excited. I just really want to see that picture. Can you show me? Can I get a quick sneak peek? Can I see that shot? Oh my gosh, what's it look like? Can I see? No, you can't. <laughs> my answer is a little bit less uh, strict than that. But I go, no, no, you absolutely can't. You have to wait. I'm going to make you hold out. I got it. It's my one rule. You have to wait. I'm sorry, dear. You're going to have to hold out. Okay? And I say it that way. I will never show a picture because as soon as you do, it could be the greatest picture in the world. The bride is immediately going to be searching herself for the thing that she doesn't like about herself. And she's going to see if she still doesn't like it about herself. Do you get that? It could be this huge, epic, gorgeous shot. But if she doesn't like the shape of her nose for whatever reason, she's going to look at that picture, immediately lock eyes right on her face, zoom in on her nose. And and she still won't like it because that's the way things work. Um, and now she's let down in her mind. And she'll give you that smile like, oh, my gosh, it's really cool. Um, but there's a chance and a good chance that she might not like that thing about herself for whatever it may be. And to me, it's not worth that risk. It's not worth the risk because if that happens, then we've, then we've really started to, to lose 
uh, we've started to lose track of things. We've started to lose our bride. She's now in her head. She's now thinking about it. Now she's questioning you. She's questioning, well, what was the point of hiring this really expensive photographer if I still don't like that thing about myself right now? Like, just don't do it. It's not worth the risk. Um, instead, keep the anticipation and the excitement, right? Keep, keep the excitement of it that they can't see it until later. And now in their mind, they're just picturing how amazing it looks, they're picturing how amazing it looks 100% of the time. I would much rather my bride imagine and dream of and fantasize about how amazing this photograph is rather than her physically seeing it and have the chance, even if it's a small chance, having the chance that she might not like it. If you do that, your entire foundation will crumble beneath you, okay? Do not show a picture. Keep the excitement and the anticipation alive. And your bride then will continue to trust you. You can't risk shattering that trust. Okay. Whew. Number 14. Number 14 is what I like to call um, an invitation to do what I tell you to do. <laughs> I love to invite my brides uh, to do what I tell them to do. Here's what I mean. Um, there's a number of situations where I will go up to the couple and let's say, um, let me give you an example here, a specific example, sparkler exit. Let's say they're doing a sparkler exit and I want to make sure that I get a killer sparkler exit shot. Okay. I go up to the couple before they go through the line, before all the sparklers are lit. And instead of saying, Hey, you guys, what I want you to do is I want you to stop in the middle. Just make sure that you stop in the middle and look at me. Okay. Hey, if you don't, if you, if you just remember this one thing, uh, just stop in the middle or, or dipper, you know, whatever it may be. I don't say that. It feels a little too commanding. It feels a little bit too controlling for the memory. And now what happens is they're just thinking about you telling them to do that. Right. I don't want to be, I don't want to be, um, uh, forcing moments. I don't want to be stopping things in the, in the middle of it. Hey, stop right there. Stop, 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 stop. Look right here. Look right here. Hey, you two kiss right there. Kiss. Stop, stop and kiss. I don't want to do that. Now they're just thinking about me. Instead, I invite them. I say, hey, you guys, you're about to go through this amazing sparkler exit. I just want to invite you. I want to invite you to take your time. I want to invite you to look around at the faces around you. I want to invite you guys just to share a kiss at some point along the way and just enjoy it. I want to invite you guys to, to take your time, to slow down, to share moments together and enjoy it. All right, let's do it. I want to invite you to do what I tell you to do. When you invite couples to do things, they will do it, but they're going to do it in a much different way. Okay. Same thing with, um, with a bubble exit. Okay. You guys, you're about to go out and you're going to be um, presented right after the church, you know, with the bubbles. Um, you're going to be presented to everybody. I just want to invite you guys to throw your hands in the air and celebrate this moment with all of your friends and family. Okay. I want to invite you guys to celebrate with everybody. Invite them into moments. All right. This, this idea right here is critical for taking charge and getting the type of photographs uh, that, that, you, that you really want to capture. Okay, number 15, cakes and walls. I don't know why, I don't know why caterers do this, whoever's in charge of this, designers, cake artists, um, reception hall decorators, wedding planners, whatever it may be, but people love shoving cakes into corners uh, right by walls and you're stuck then photographing the bride, um, cutting the cake and there's just a flat wall right behind her. And it's the stupidest thing ever. It's so dumb. Um, the pictures look lame. Uh, I, I hate it. I hate 
cakes that are butted right up against walls. And I will fight against that as much as I can. And so for us, when we photograph a cake shot, I want there to be, I want there to be like beautiful ambient light in the background. I want there to be those little bokeh balls of candles and chandeliers and glasses lighting up, right? I want behind the couple to be friends and family behind them, not a stupid wall. Okay. And so there's things that you can do to, to take charge. Um, one is, uh, if the, if the table is not completely butted up against, let's say the wall, but rather it, uh, the, the silverware, like the cutting utensils are aligned in such a way that when you go to photograph the bride, she's going to be standing with the wall at her back. Just take those utensils, you guys take charge and rotate them around, rotate them around. So that way they are on the side that's, that's closest to the tables and the guests and all the ambient light. Okay. Bring that little plate around that way too. Okay. That way, when the bride comes up, she's just looking for that as the direction. The bride looks to the, the cutting utensil and the plate as where she needs to stand. If you rotate it around away from the wall, Right now, at this point, you can put the wall at your back and shoot back towards all that beautiful stuff that I was just talking about. All right, you guys. There's times when uh, if if the cake isn't some towering cake, if it's small enough, I have been ballsy enough to grab the table and to shimmy it out from the wall like a foot or two. Shimmy it out from the wall a foot or two. If it's right up against the wall, all you need is a foot or two. You put a 35 millimeter on your camera, and you'll have enough space. Okay, you'll have enough space to get the wall at your back and then everything else uh, behind you to photograph the, the family and friends and, and the beautiful ambient light. Okay, cakes and walls take initiative. Next up, number 16. Um, DJs don't think about what looks good. Okay, DJs don't think about what looks good. DJs don't think about your lighting setups. DJs don't think about um, shooting back towards ambient light. Um, DJs don't think about how terrible their strobe lighting can look on a first dance. Okay, DJs um, they, they <laughs> DJs don't know what look that what looks good, and so you have to take charge during during moments that are happening uh, that the DJ would normally set up. For example, all the single ladies, right? All the single ladies and the girls all come out, and and at this point, let's say it's a square dance floor, uh, all of the all the single ladies, the cluster of girls, could align themselves to like any four sides of the dance floor, but what area looks best? Where do we want to be shooting back towards? Do I want to be shooting back towards a DJ and his stupid big speakers and his crappy lighting? No, I don't. I don't want him in the background cheesing back there when I'm trying to photograph the bouquet toss. I, I always make sure that just like with the cake, I take charge that the ambient light and the guests are behind all the single ladies for that type of photograph, okay? And so I make sure as soon as I hear that song, I rush over to the dance floor and I tell the girls where they need to go. I say, look, all the girls over here, all the girls over here, right? And then I pull the bride and I make sure that the bride is on the other side. Take control. And sometimes the DJ will come over to me and he'll be like, hey, where do you want him? And I'll make sure he knows, put him right there. And sometimes he looks at me and he goes, whoa, are you sure? I don't know if I like that. And I say, yeah, I'm sure, do it. (laughs) Just do it. Listen to me, do it. Um, DJs don't know what looks good. Okay, number 17. I'm sorry if there's DJs who do know what looks good. Every now and then someone does. Um, This is just a general rule. Okay, sunsets start at noon. Getting your sunset shot starts at noon. 
And this is just everything that I've talked about before, okay? Getting the bride to go out at sunset with you begins at the beginning of the day. It begins at noon. It begins when you're out with a bridal party, okay? It begins at all these times because if in the morning, if you have not earned the bride's trust, if she's a little finicky about things, if the bridal party could care less, if it's all just been a mess, um, there and you go up to the bride and you say, hey, can I kidnap you and step outside for sunset pictures? She's not going to want to do that. Why would she want to go back out with you when all of her friends, family, and alcohol is in that room? Why would she want to leave even for a minute to go with you? Okay? You, you have to, to set the stage for amazing things to happen uh, in the beginning of the day um, for, for later. Okay? And so, again, it gets back to just earning the respect, making sure that the bride understands that you care and that she should trust you and that you're killing it, that you're putting on the show that she's like, wow, this is incredible. This is a great memory. If going outside is going to create another one of those amazing memories that we did earlier today, then hell yeah, let's do it. I don't care if we have to push the first dance back 10 minutes. That's fine. Let's do it. Okay? Take charge. And when you take charge, tell the DJ, hey, the bride wants to go out and do a couple sunset pictures. We'll be back in a little bit, okay, man? <laughs> tell, the, tell the DJ, hey, we're going to be back in 10 minutes. All right? The bride wants to go out and take sunset pictures. All right? At that point, he might be like, whoa, 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 we're going to do the first dance. I'm like, hey, it's the bride's sunset on her wedding day. That doesn't happen any other time, it's going to happen for 10 minutes and she wants pictures. We're going out. We'll be back. We can do the first dance in 10 minutes. Okay. There you go. Take charge. And it starts early on. You have to build that trust early on in order for that moment to take place. Okay. Whew. All right. Number 19. This is an overarching one. Friends don't let brides schedule alone. Photographers don't let brides schedule alone. Okay, and this is this is a uh, this is like the the really big picture here. But before the wedding day even be, begins, you've already set the foundation that you are the expert, that the bride should trust you, and that the wedding day schedule will work and make sense on, in your favor. Because you're not letting her schedule it alone. We have an extremely lengthy scheduling email that we send to all of our brides that give them example schedules for a first look timeline, for a traditional timeline. We tell them about uh, all the all the hiccups and pitfalls that they should be avoiding on the day. And we make sure that they're aware of these things when they're scheduling. We then have them schedule us, fill out a questionnaire that shows us their schedule. We get them on the phone and we walk them through it and we make adjustments before the wedding day. Okay. Do not let your bride schedule alone. And this will immediately begin to set the stage for you being the expert that you care and that you want what's best for them and that you know what you're doing. And then additionally, when it comes time then for the creative session, for you to go out with a couple, you have created the time to do what you need to do. Be proactive. Take charge. Do not wait for the wedding coordinator. Do not wait for the bride to send you the schedule two days before the wedding to look at it and go, oh, crap. I've got 15 minutes to do pictures. Oh, man, that stinks. Gosh, I sure wish I had a bride that gave me an hour. This is, this is the thing that gets me. It gets back to the beginning of this thing. But photographers, all the time they look at me and goes, oh man, you had two hours with the bride and groom alone? I sure wish I had a couple that would let me do that. Oh man, at my, my last wedding, they gave me 15 minutes. They gave you 15 minutes because you let them give you 15 minutes. Don't tell me that I lucked out because I got a bride who was willing to give me an hour to take her pictures, Okay. 
You have to take charge before the day. All right. Um, a few, a few more little things here. We're, we're on our last two here. Um, number 20 on our list, maybe 19. <laughs> I've lost track, uh, on our list is this is a favorite move of mine. This is a great way to take charge and get rid of, get rid of the uncle Bob on your shoulder, get rid of the photographer who's right over your shoulder, but do so tactfully where everyone looks at you and goes, wow, that was really cool. All right. Check this out. When I'm doing family pictures, when I'm doing family pictures and you get that, that aunt or uncle or whoever it may be right over your shoulder with their, with their camera, with their iPhone or with their little flip cam or their fancy SLR, whatever it may be, and they're right there and I notice them, I will stop everything and I'm going to say to the big group shot up there, I'm going to say, hey, everybody, look right here. At, look right here at her camera. We're going to let her get her shot first. Look right here, everybody. Everyone look right at her camera. Stare right there. Do you got it yet? Perfect. Okay, now look at mine. And what this has done is it's given her the shot, right? <laughs> I've set her up for the shot, and she usually goes, okay, oh, thanks, thanks, okay. But now it's, it's put all eyes on her. Every single eye, all attention is now on her, and most people get a little freaked out by that, and they don't want that to happen again, and so they sit down, okay? But it's shown me to be the one who's like been cool, and I wasn't like, hey, stop shooting, this is my time. I didn't do that. I didn't say, excuse me, miss, could you please stop shooting? I need to make sure that I can get these shots. I didn't say that. I said, hey, everybody, look at her camera. Everybody stare right here. Perfect. Keep looking right here for her. Ready? One, two, three. Look right there. You got it yet? Did you get your picture? Perfect. Okay, everybody look at mine. <laughs> and I tell you, man, nine times out of ten, it freaks the, the other photographer person out, and they just walk away. They're like, oh, man, that was way too much, okay? So there you go. Everybody look at her camera. Use that. All right, so now uh, we're on to number 20. Number 20 is an overarching uh, um, rule here, and that is you have to be assertive. You must be assertive. This is just a general thing, but when it comes to taking charge on the day, you, you have to be assertive. And not only that, you have to be assertive, but you have to believe that, that what you're doing is for the best, okay? It's very hard to do these things. It's very hard to ask for the makeup artist um, to do the finishing touch shots in window light. Um, it's very hard for you uh, to ask the DJ or tell the DJ that you're going to go out and do sunset pictures. Um, it, it, you start to feel like um, you're asking for too much, okay? And so you have to believe that what you're doing is for the best. And, and it is. If what you're doing is to get the absolute best pictures and the moments for your bride, and you have to remind yourself, the bride has paid very good money to hire you to get the job done. Okay? They've paid good money to hire you. Get the job done. Okay? Be assertive and believe that what you're doing is is is. There's good reason for it. It's for the best. It's for the bride, and she's going to thank you later. Don't look back at those pictures when you're calling through everything and regret it. Don't look back at those pictures and be like, ah, oh, damn, I should have moved the lighting setup. I should have put her by good window light. All the shots, she's green in. All the shots, there's terrible, harsh light in. Don't do that to yourself. You do it to yourself time and time again. After every wedding, you always look back and go, oh, man, I should have done that. Shoot, I should have done this. I should have done that. Stop saying I should have and be assertive and do it. Okay, just do it. Okay, bonus one, 21 on my list. 
This is a bonus one for taking charge on the wedding day. If you are going to take charge on the wedding day and make these things happen, one thing has to be in place in order for you to do it. One very, very critical, important thing has to take place. And that is, above all else, you have to know your gear. If you don't know your gear, instead of thinking about the lighting, you're going to be thinking about, oh man, I'm on extra priority. Do I need to do exposure compensation? Plus two? Uh, shoot, which lens should I use? Is this AI servo or one shot mode? Shoot, uh, I don't know how to do TTL on my flash uh, or manual. It keeps effing up. Like, d- you need to know your gear. Your gear should be the easiest thing on the wedding day. Okay? Hear me out. The entire wedding. From start to finish, your gear should be the easiest thing on the day. Knowing your gear should be the easiest thing. And I hear too many wedding photographers that it's not the easiest thing. That it's not one of the things that they struggle with. It is the hardest thing. It's the thing that they're constantly wrestling with. Okay? If that's you, stop shooting weddings. Stop shooting weddings. Okay? Start second shooting weddings. Start assisting weddings. If you don't know your gear, like the back of your hand, there is no possible way that you're going to be able to take charge on the wedding day because you can't take charge of your own self. You can't take charge of your gear. The gear should be the easiest thing about the day, okay? Know your gear. Just know it. Invest time and energy into practicing and shooting. And you're going to get the shots, you guys. If you start doing these things, you're going to get the shots. If you start doing these things, your work is going to improve. Your clients are going to notice and you're going to be able to charge more for it. Okay? Whew. Man, that was a doozy. All right, you guys. I hope this has been I hope this has been actionable. I hope that there's tidbits in here that there's things that you're able to grasp hold of and and do. If there's one, if there's one that I can tell you that this week at your very next wedding that you need to do, uh, take this away. Look around the room. And look at what lights can be turned off. If 21 things was too many, the number one thing is look around the room and see what lights can be turned off. Do not forget that. Turn off lights. Control the lighting. Make it clean. Look around the room and see what lights can be turned off. All right, you guys. Thank you so much. We're going to talk soon. Bye. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening in on Episode 7 of the Six Figure Photography Podcast on how to take charge on the wedding day. Today's episode is supported by Fundy Designer. Fundy is one of the most important tools for our business at Style and Story Creative. Look, we are able to design 100 page albums in 20 minutes or less and then proof and sell all within the same system. Fundy is the only designer that uses its patented drop zone technology to bring you intuitive design. You guys, this means that it is template free. So much more intuitive. Check it out at fundydesigner.com. Today's episode is also supported by the Photo Booth Supply Company. You guys, there's so many photo booths out there, but the photo booth supply company is hands down the best photo booth that you can get. All right, the, the design aspect alone on this thing, it's so much more beautiful and elegant for your clients. It's streamlined and minimal. Transporting this thing from, from your home or office to a, to a venue, you can just do in your regular vehicle. All right, there's truly no better option out there if you are considering 
adding a photo booth to your photography business, which I want to encourage you to highly, highly consider doing. It is a greatly profitable experience for us uh, and for other wedding photographers out there. Take a look and find out more about the Photo Booth Supply Company at photoboothsupplyco.com. And lastly, I just want to give a quick thanks to our audience. Thank you guys so much for tuning in every week and listening and supporting what we do here. We want to continue to give you guys more and more content, more and more uh, amazing podcasts and articles. If you have ideas on who you'd like to hear on the podcast, feel free to shoot us over an email. Uh, hop on the website and drop us a line. Thank you so much, you guys. My name is Ben Hartley with the Six Figure Photography Podcast, and we will talk next week.